Welcome to Machine Learning. Today, talk about A-B testing. A-B testing is about conversion rates. So, conversion rates are mount purchases by total purchase count. So, mount by convert, uh, total purchases per user. And that gives you then a baseline for the conversion rate. And uh, you're looking uh, um, at the total number of users and the average purchase amount per user. Interesting, there's a lot of uh, marketing companies that uh, are that advertise conversion rate factor, and um, so it's a commodity that uh, businesses understand. And um, so, when you're looking at when you're running a, a, a campaign to get additional customers or to encourage other customers to make purchases, then uh, the conversion rate factor lets you know what the odds are that, uh, that that will occur. And uh, so the Interesting thing is, let's say you're, you had on your landing page, you had two different phrases. And uh, your, your phrases were like, uh, um, uh, buy now, and maybe another one is, uh, this is a terrific uh, deal, you know, for a limited time only subscribe now and uh, you have these two different landing pages and then you want to see how many people viewed it uh, and which ones made uh, a purchase in the subscription so we want to see what the conversion rate factor is and you run that and you compare the two and then that becomes your new uh, landing page so you do an experimentation you run run the campaign calculate the conversion rate factor and then you compare those uh, the, the two variables to see which one did better and there has to be some element of randomness into the pool that you select uh, so that you're not getting uh, behaviors that are are uh, specific to that grouping But uh, conversion rate factor is can be applied in many different areas. That's the thing that's interesting. It's not just about web pages and mobile. Even though we talked about yesterday, mobile is the new rage, and you know web is dead. And uh, you know there's a there's a lot of investment into the infrastructure of a mobile application, and uh, you know you have Angular and Bootstrap, and it's a responsive system. And, 
and then you you know you're trying to get that uh, uh, user experience and uh, and so you know there's native iOS development Android development and I, and I really believe that <clears throat> that in time uh, the the popular languages will uh, emerge and the, the, the popular languages are the ones that are they can have produce a, a great user experience with a, a very robust development environment and a great language and so uh, there there seems to be a number of developers now that I see that are are flutter based that are starting to emerge I think that's going to become more popular and uh, you know suppose let's say Adobe is quick to realize you know because of their work with uh, PhoneGap and, and their uh, software package that they built for mobile development that they start realizing that Flutter is the new cross-platform uh, lang development language and they start to, to invest in that and build tools or subscriptions. They seem to be more of a subscription-based uh, company. Microsoft seems to be more of a tools-based company. And they, anyway, they built the, uh, a nice UI for developing there. Uh, Flutter apps that uh, give it a, a, a kind of a GUI, maybe even a drag-and-drop, and uh, property sheets and some things like IntelliSense and things like that. Um, that you can get basically in Visual Studio Code. I mean, Visual Studio Code's pretty good for building Flutter. Um, and it was pretty fast. You know, you can do hot reload. So you get, while, you're while you're developing, uh, you can see the effects of the coding. And once I'm, once I'm done with DataCamp, uh, uh, I'm going to go back to starting the Flutter again and, and uh, working on the project I was starting with and going more comfortable. I understand machine learning a little bit better, but I, I think I need to go back into the mobile because mobile is in and APIs are still the, the, the way businesses are done. But there's really not a lot of areas. I saw this graph this today, which says there is really not a lot of areas that AI is in. Um, we can define that tree as maybe automation, I mean, taking uh, decisions and rules and put them in an automated pipeline classifier and predictor um, so you have automation you have healthcare and and I really think the healthcare is more about forecasting more classification but but more about health classification uh, uh, forecasting sorry because they are interested in premiums and coverage Premium is how the, the uh, healthcare makes its money, 
and coverage is is risk and payout things that it, that they're willing to pay out for and so the premium is how much money it's kind of an economic system because you have money coming in and you have money going out and uh Money going out is in the form of coverage, and money coming in is in the form of premiums. And they have lots of different plans for their customers. So, forecasting would be important to be able to uh, try to find trend lines and then uh, identify maybe, uh, you know, Uh, policies that, that uh, are making a profit and policies that aren't. Um, they have some where you have companies that are, it's kind of like a their own insurance program where they, they invest the through the premium, they are, have a common pool of money and then they uh, negotiate with the hospitals I think uh, I'm not sure exactly how it works but uh, there's some sort of payout for when there's a claim made and then you have Medicare and Medicaid and those are government and then you can get additional coverage so it's, it's a pretty complicated world uh, when it comes to health care you have social media that's trying to figure out what people are interested in, what they're saying, what, where they're spending their time, are they spending time with games, reading articles, uh, looking at pictures. And so there's lots of people that are, are investing into social media. Um, and they're using the AI to detect certain type of content in the social media uh, and and for different reasons and then then there's retail or e-commerce that's using the machine learning to try to detect uh, customer churn credit card fraud credit card approval transaction uh, behavior Consumer similarity, similarities and purchases, recommendations, search engines, and these are these are uh, things that uh, are interesting to AI enthusiasts. Anyway, I, I kind of when I, th I think about it, it's. Uh, that tree is maybe 12 nodes or so. I, I you know, it's, it doesn't have a lot of nodes. And so you have to be careful as you think about AI because the media hype makes it sound like AI is everywhere. You know, I'm sure there's some uh, signal processing that's going on in your, your car uh, with the automated fuel injector where it's determining uh, the amount of air to gas 
ratios. But I was talking to a man last night, Fred, and he was telling me he had a Apollo, and he tuned the timing chain, and he put in a hotter spark plug. He wanted to try to get more power. And he got 50 miles to the gallon, which tells me, which I thought for a long time, that perhaps the fuel injection system is not as efficient as we would be led to believe. Um, that perhaps that at the best that the uh, carburetor could outperform a fuel injection vehicle by increasing either compression or the amount of fuel that's burned in the piston and because there's a lot of uh, uh, you know when you look at how the fuel is injected into the piston and then uh, how the air intake occurs and then the combustion uh, there's a lot of waste in that process it does it's not burning all the fuel so then you have catalytic converters that attempt to, to burn the remainder of the fuel before uh, the exhaust goes out into the air. So that tells me that there's a lot of room for efficiency improvements. And so I read a couple of books about individuals that were studying uh, diesel engines and they were, at, I think it was at MIT, and they were studying how the combustion uh, using occurred in the in the pistons and studying it from uh, mathematical models and trying to improve on that and try to improve upon the compression. So here you had an individual who knew machines, knew engines, and he improved on the combustion of the engine and got uh, probably 20, well, maybe, maybe even 50%. I'm not sure what the average actual mileage on the Impala was in the 70s, but you know, getting 50 miles to a gallon, phenomenal. By just increasing the, changing the spark plug types and and uh, the timing and tuning the timing chain. So we have a, again, this is a, that's a good example of, of how experimentation can improve results. And that is the whole basis of A-B t testing is improving uh, your, your goals, hitting your goals, your, your increased revenue goals through experimentation.